It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama And she busts in the room and say Bitch get the fuck up Mama why you ain't knock on the door first This that kind of shit Where you can be yourself Where you can relax Where you could Put yourself into the mind of another nigga So stay tuned Let's get this shit popping Lunchroom chatter podcast baby Yes, sir. Y'all know what time it is. Man, it's your man John A. Shows hosted at LCP that brand new LCP. Now, I want to have a serious episode today, man. Now, not too, too, too serious, but I want to talk about the phrase that I know a lot of you ladies have used. And I'm talking about black women here. The phrase black men ain't shit. Now, I know some of you guys are going to say, well, John, that's not true. I've never said that. Now, you might not have said it, but it's a phrase which you know a lot of black women have used. Because there's a, you know, a common, I want to say a common misconception that all black men ain't shit. Now, I've been told that plenty of times in my life. First time I heard black men ain't shit, I was six years old. I still remember the shit. I was at my cousin's house. I was in the room playing Sega. Me, my brother, and her two sons. And, you know, we overheard them in the living room talking about relationships and about men. And that was the first time I heard, girl, you know, black men ain't shit. I'm tired of black men. Black men don't know how to treat us. You know, if you want a good relationship, don't get a black man. That's the first time I heard that shit. Six years old. Because one thing we never talk about is how those kind of words or hearing that as a young black man, a young black boy, rather, like the impact that those things can have on a black boy as we grow and mature from from being a boy to preteen to teenager into the time we reach a young adult or grown man. Because we often um, we often talk about, you know, just the impact that hearing words can have on on young women. Like, for example, if there's a black girl out there and she's seven years old, she's eight years old, and now she hears, girl, your hair's nappy. Girl, you know what? Um, Everybody else got better hair than you. That Spanish girl, her hair is nice. That white girl, she got good hair. Your hair is not something I like. It's nappy. It's black. It's, it's all frizzled. You know, when you take a shower, your hair curls up. It looks ugly. Like when a young black girl hears things like that, we, like, we always talk about the long-lasting impact those things can have. For example, you know, if she hears that and she's a young girl, even as a teenager, and now she, 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 um, she gets older, we talk about how that plays a heavy part in self-hatred, self-doubt, her seeing herself as less desirable when compared to women of um, other different ethnicities. And that's a valid excuse. I want to because that is a valid fucking excuse. Because hearing those type of things as a young girl, as a young black woman, those things can play a part in self hatred and about you hating yourself or feeling as if you are not desirable. But we often skip over the trauma that 
as a young black boy, a young black teen, how hearing things can affect us. Because for some reason, nothing can affect us. Like I said, I was six fucking years old. The first time I heard black women say black men ain't shit. And that's why I've always been, you know, against when I hear black men or black women criticize their child's significant other. Because parents don't realize the the massive impact those things can have. Like, I, like, especially now in the social media age, we see it all the fucking time with celebrities. For example, like I've seen many women jump on social media and say, you know what, fuck my baby daddy. My baby daddy ain't shit. My baby daddy. And I'm like, your child, nine and 10 years old. Your child is a teen. Like, your child can see what you're saying. And now, because rega- let's, let's take a step back. Because regardless of how you feel, you can hate your child baby. You can hate your child baby mama. You can hate them. I mean with a fucking passion But for the rest of your natural born life That is your child's other parent Biologically So now If you hate your child's other parent And now because you hate them Now you wanna You wanna just transfer your hatred That you have Onto your kids Like it's so many toxic things That we do in our culture That I just don't agree with But like I said man This episode is gonna be entitled Black Men Ain't Shit Because like, <clears throat> I want to take a, you know, a deep dive into at least some of my childhood and how hearing that from a young age, how that affected me. And also, I asked black men that I know, hey, you know, hearing young, hearing from a young age or even now consistently because we hear it consistently how black men ain't shit. Now, I've had conversations with a woman this year and I've been told, you know, black men keep failing me. It's time to go white. Now, again, to my white listeners, I love you guys. I I have nothing against white people. I'm simply being honest about myself, honest about open conversation. And I've heard that many times this year, especially with the podcast. You know, I'm tired of black men. Like, you know, I see people like Serena Williams, like, um, like what's the, what's the other Eve rapper Eve and how they go white and they seem so happy. I think I'm gonna get a white man. And I'm gonna say it right now. That is not a safe like a like a fucking like an option that you can go to that doesn't have flaws. Every fucking man on earth has a flaw. Black, white, Jamaican, you know, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Asian. There there is no race on earth that has the perfect fucking man. So if you look at, you know, celebrities you love and you think that, oh, you know, Rihanna or somebody else dated somebody white in the past and they seem so happy, you can try that. But everybody has a type And that's what we fail to realize But um Like I said man Before we dive into some more shit Like I said man I hit up black men I know And I said hey I want your opinion You know from the time you were a young boy You know a young teenager Even now When you hear black women say Consistently Black men ain't shit If you want a good relationship Don't get a black man I'm going to go white because black men don't black men don't treat us right because motherfuckers that y'all always now I don't mean y'all but people always generalize some shit like for example a couple years back when um rapper Kodak Black came out and he said his harmful you know just insensitive just terrible fucking statements about how black women are too dark and black women are this black women are that and after he said that you go to the comments and you see black women down there in the comments. 
See, this is how all black men feel about us. See, this is why I, I don't like black men. And I'm like, we got to stop generalizing because you in particular, you chose to date a black man who ain't shit or your favorite fucking celebrity say, says something about black women that you don't agree with. That don't, that don't speak for me. That don't speak for other black men out here who love black women. So you can't generalize and let the words of a single individual make you have this mindset that because this one person said it, that that is how everyone fucking feels. But let's dive into this first voice message I got. Again, this is from a black brother, man. Like I said, I, I wanted his opinion on how do you feel or just your responses when you see black women can not all. I got to keep saying that because some of you motherfuckers going to think, oh, well, I don't feel that way. Not all. But as we know, and you guys can deny it all you want. And I'm talking about black women. You, you guys can deny it and say, I've never heard black women say that. You're lying. What, what's the word? Ooh, you a lie. Girl, stop. That's a lie. Yes, sir. But let's dive into this first voice message. When I hear that, I think two things. One, that that woman is not saying that for black men. She is saying that for other black women, that she wants to join her in her misery. And two, I hear a woman that has not matured yet. It reminds me of, you know, when we were kids and someone asked you, hey, do you like uh, this little girl? And they say, you as a kid, you're like, ah, oh, no, girls are gross, right? It's like you are, and that's more based out of a fear of rejection. I feel like a lot of times these women, they predetermine that their interactions with black men are going to be negative, that they're mm. going to feel, that the men are going to let them down. Because by doing that, you never have to face the fact that maybe... I want to pause it. Hold on. I, we got to get some more. That's the fucking word. He said a lot of times black women already predetermine beforehand how the interaction is going to be. So like you meet a black guy. He seems nice. He seems as if he may be a potential mate. But now in your mind, based off of what you've gone through in the past, your mind is already predetermined that, you know what? This black nigga going to be the same. He going to let me down. So now you're already planting the seeds. So now because you feel that way, you may do things differently. You may you may not act like yourself. You may conduct yourself in a certain manner that that may push him away because of the predetermined notion or just idea you have in your mind that all black men ain't shit. And that's a toxic fucking trait. But let's dive back in because he preaching right now. Yes, sir. You might be the reason your relationships aren't working out. Maybe it's not all these niggas. Maybe it's you are just a toxic, argumentative, mean woman. <laughs> and the men can't hang with you, you know? Essentially, to me, is a cop-out. It's like a way of deflecting mm. uh, blame before your relationship even fails. So, and it's an excuse for them to, to look the other way, you know? They denigrate black men. So that when they uh, uh, boost up Jason Momoa, mm. they don't feel like they're stepping outside because they say, well, if the black man wasn't all bullshit, I wouldn't be looking at Jason Momoa. Hold, hold, we got to pause this nigga in a bag. Nigga, is this pasta? This nigga preaching. Mm. Nigga, we going to clap again for this shit, right? Hold on. Because that is a valid fucking point. 
I repeat, he said that he believed that a lot of black, not all, he believed that a lot of black women down black men to make themselves feel better about stepping outside of their culture. And again, I want to say this right now. If you, if you decide to date outside of your culture into racial, I'm like, that is a hundred percent. Okay. With me, we get one fucking life. I'm not one to tell somebody who to date, but if you decide to step outside your race, you don't have to make up an excuse to do it. So if you're a black woman and you want to date a white guy, go date the white motherfucker. Like, don't say, you know what, I, you know, I'm dating this, 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 um, this white guy because black men don't treat us right. No, that's a white guy and you like him. It's okay. It's okay to like somebody white. You don't have to make up a fucking excuse to date somebody white to make yourself feel better or have a justified reason to do it. You don't. But let, we got to dive back into this voice message because my nigga preaching, he in a bag. Yes, sir. He is in that bag. And we know he ain't lying. Ooh, you a lie. He damn sure not. Come on now. You know, you, you got to be real with yourself. You know, maybe just maybe the reason that all your relationships ain't work out. It's not because all the dudes are crazy. Maybe you're just not bringing something valuable to the table. Maybe you don't appreciate the men that... Uh, actually provide you the things that you could actually use, you know? There are men with good jobs and good houses and, and, and all the things that women want, but they may not have the right tattoos or beard gains, so they get left out. You waiting for the guy with the six-pack to get to bring you six <laughs> figures, he ain't got it. Let's clap it up. Now, before we dive into some more of the episode, man, like I said, man, black men ain't shit. To me, that's a false preconceived notion that a lot of black women use, as he said, as a cop out. And we're going to take a deep dive into it. Yes, sir. It's your man, Johnny. Show this is that. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Stay tuned in, baby. Yeah, yeah, welcome back to the LCP, that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, this is a two-part series entitled Black Men Ain't Shit. Now, before I dive into the next voice message, now, 10 years ago on CNN, they had an informational piece entitled, Should Black Women Give Up on Black Men? And within that five-minute piece, they spoke about, is marriage for white people or are black people included in, can black people have healthy good marriages as well or like i said should black women give up on black men so right now i want to play you guys that clip it's about five minutes long like i said man i want to have a serious discussion about the age-old phrase black men ain't shit again this is from cnn let's jump into it is marriage for white people hmm That's the question being asked by an author of a new book. Is marriage for white people how the African-American marriage decline affects everyone? It's got a lot of people talking right now. Stanford law professor Ralph Richard Banks says it's time for black women to, this is a quote, give up the good fight on marrying a black man. Here he is. The way I think of that is that women have been asked to carry a great load. Uh, black women shoulder a lot of the burden, in short, of black men's struggles. And I am asking women to put the burden down. 
many women think that they're attracted to black men. They are attracted to black men. But attraction itself is complicated. And one of the things that I discovered in the course of writing this book is that there's a whole host of fears and desires. And let me say this right now before the clip even plays. I do not agree with this motherfucker. He said it's time for black women to stop being held hostage. And I know right now some of you motherfuckers is clapping. So, okay, we're going to put the look. That's all y'all going to get. Because I do not agree. I don't believe that black women should give up on, on black men because we could flip it and say, should black men give up on black women? But now if we do, then what's going to be said? We hate black women. So like, it's really a one-sided mechanism because black women can give up on us and go date white. And it's okay because their reason for doing it is because black men ain't shit. But now when black, when all black men if all black men decide, you know what, I want to go date white today, then what are all black women going to say? See, black men don't love us. So like I said, it's a, it's really a one-sided mechanism. And I know right now, you know, some of you guys are rolling your eyes. That's okay. Because tough conversations, they often trigger. And tough conversations, they often <clears throat> invoke, you know, a response that you may not like. But real conversations matter and anxieties that animate black women's attraction to black men. Hmm. Okay, Banks recently wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal and said that 70% of black women aren't married. That, that's roughly true. Okay, so is it time for single, educated, and uh, working black women to just forget the notion of marrying a black man and, and look outside their race? A new Gallup poll shows more and more people are receptive to the idea of interracial marriage. In 1968, the numbers were quite low for whites approving of interracial marriage. This is a Gallup poll from USA Today, but today those numbers skyrocketed for both blacks and whites. So does the author have a point? Is the black marriage nearly obsolete? Is the idea just for white people? I have a black couple here who says, uh, hello, I'm right here. Joining us more to talk about this is Lamar and Ronnie Tyler, bloggers for Black and Married with Kids. All right, Tyler, so I guess my first question is, what is your reaction to what you have just heard? A lot of people have been talking about this. Um, I just think the book is dangerous and it's sending a dangerous message. Dangerous? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think it is just perpetuating all of the negative stereotypes that are out there. Mm -hmm. And now is the time for black people to come together and to work together, not to look outside of our community um, for the answers. Dangerous how so? And, I'm, and I want you to answer sure. this because he seems to be putting a lot a lot of negative negativity out there on black men. Sure. Well, you know, I think what he's done is created a perfect mechanism to sell books, but not so much to help African-American women. All right. Um, and I think, you know, that's he, he's portraying this like this is a, uh, some type of help tool for them, but not at all. I think any time when you say that one entire group of people, specifically based on race, is bad and another group is good, then it doesn't make any sense at all. It's not helping anybody. Instead, the conversation should be if, if there are problems in the African-American community, how can we uplift the community? What can we do to show them that marriage is positive, to show them that, that parenting is, is positive and where it's at? Instead of, you know, making notions like these that basically just get you on TV, in the media all the time and allow you to sell books. Well, because it, some of the numbers that he put out there are, are true. Um, it, it, a white woman is twice as likely to get married as a black woman. Some of what he is saying is true is what you take exception to, what you say are solutions that aren't actually solutions. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Solutions that are not actually solutions. So if it's true, let's get down to why it's true mm -hmm. and, and bring forth real solutions for the black community. Okay. Yeah, yeah you know, and I think... Um, 
you know, interracial dating is fine. I think who you fall in love with is who you fall in love with. But again, you know, when you say this group of people in this particular instance, which is black men, are bad and you shouldn't be with them. And I think the craziest thing about all of this is the fact that he's married to a black woman. Mm -hmm. So what if she took his own advice? They wouldn't be married now. So what you're saying is, okay, let me make sure I'm clear. He's saying look outside of your race because there's a problem with your race as opposed to just be with whoever you choose to be with regardless of what their race is. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's this two-part thing. It's okay. Part of it is that, and part of it is this thing about the black man being so bad, just perpetuate, okay. perpetuating um, these continual stereotypes that we've had now for generations and generations. And the problem becomes when you have people in communities that don't see marriage every day, that mm -hmm. don't see those positive images of marriage portrayed, they start to believe things like this. When they see books and they see movies and they see different things, some of the marriages for white people, they start to actually get that into their conscience, and then it, that passes down from generation to generation. Because there are plenty of positive images of, of black marriages out there. I mean, we've got the Obamas. I mean, exactly. there's a Will and, Will and Jada. If, if you don't believe all that tabloid mess sure. is out there, right. an interracial couple. There's Iman and, and David Oy. There's lots of positive images out there if you choose to see them. Exactly, exactly, and that's exactly what we're doing with our website, trying to to actually build upon those positive images. Images because um, if you don't see it, then maybe you don't think it's possible to be that. And so it's very important to have those images. Yeah, and as, it's just an example. Um, we do documentaries, and our second documentary, "You Saved Me," eight couples, African American couples from newlyweds over 50 years. We premiered in D.C., sold out over 540 seats in advance of the screening. They had to put up folding chairs down the aisle, I like to say, like, church on Easter Sunday. And, and, and these people, we're not Spike Lee and Tanya Lewis Lee. They didn't know us by name recognition, okay. but that's how hungry in our community we are for positive. I struggled to get hard when I was in my 20s. For some I want to clap it. Whoa, did y'all hear that fucking ad? What the fuck is that? I struggled to get hard when I was in my 20s. Now, YouTube Premium, bruh, I'm not going to get this shit, man. I hate these fucking ads, but one more time, let's clap it up right there, man. Because everything that couple said, I agree with. Now, the first guy that was talking, I don't know what he was saying. So, like the guy said after him, like everything he was saying was used to sell books. Because like the guy pointed out, the guy said all that, that, you know, black women should give up on black men. But he's married to a black woman. So the guy said, you know, if his own wife had took that advice, they wouldn't be married right now. So I think it's dangerous. It's negative. And I mean, just it's, it couldn't be downright lethal for the perception that people push upon black men. Now, I'm not saying that every black man is good the same way every black woman ain't great. But we got to stop you know, perpetuating these negative stereotypes that people believe because now on social media, it's a followers mentality. So if I hear it, if I see a meme, then that means it must be true when oftentimes it's not because I mean, I, I hate to say, it, but every black woman ain't the best. Okay. Now I'm not saying this as a way to knock nobody, but a lot of motherfuckers like to make own horn beat beat, but every black woman ain't the best, but Let's dive into now to the next voice message I got. Again, the question I asked was, how do you feel as a black man? Or what are your thoughts when you hear black women say black men ain't shit? So let's dive into it. How do I feel when I hear black women say black men ain't shit and we don't know how to treat women? So first, I'll say that it doesn't bother me much on a personal level. Um, but that's just on a personal level. I acknowledge that on a level much bigger than myself, it is extremely damaging 
um, to the black community and just black relationships as a whole when this type of talk persists. And it's on both sides, right? Black women will say black men ain't shit. I've heard plenty of black men say black women ain't shit and will go on and on and on tearing each other down, right? This obviously has long-term implications, but again, I'll focus on how it makes me feel personally when I hear a black woman say this. So oddly enough, it's typically not black women in interracial relationships that speak this way. No, they're too busy with their interracial partner. It's usually black women who are interested in black men that go on to say black men aren't shit, Mm. right? And so this tells me a few things right off the bat. It just tells me that your taste in black men is shit. The things that you like are shit. What attracts you in a black man is shit. Speak on it. (laughs) And if all of that rings true, let me take it a step further. Bitch, you ain't shit. Because (laughs) this ain't... And I want to pause it again. Everything he is saying in this voice message, these are his thoughts. These are his words. They are not indicative of how I feel. I got to add that right now before some of you jump in my DMs. Well, you know, the voice message you played, he said, girl, black woman ain't shit. And da, da. No. Don't be twisting. Don't be twisting his words. He said so many things before that. And he said, if that is how you are, and you are attracted to men who ain't shit, who have shit qualities, shit personalities, shit attitudes, then you might not be shit. So don't flip it and just say, you know, he said black women ain't shit. That's not what he said. Had to say that before you motherfuckers start flipping some shit. Opposites attract shit. The unhealthy people aren't attracting healthy people and vice versa, right? If you are consistently ending up with niggas that ain't shit, you need to look in the mirror. And that's how I feel when I hear women say this, right? When they go on and on and on about their relationship problems, about how their baby daddy or their boyfriend ain't worth a damn. All that means to me is that this woman really ain't shit. And that's why she's attracted to shitty ass niggas. Mm. Like cry me a fucking river that the club promoter cheated on you. (laughs) Cry me a fucking river that the quote unquote feminist photographer um who has nothing but half naked women on his page and calls it art uh was cheating on you cry me a fucking river right because these are the men that you consistently end up with right and then you go on after they don't drag you through the fucking mud i want to pause it real quick because he's right everybody has to type and i've been the victim of a woman well of many women in the past not many but of multiple women who didn't think at who didn't think that I was the right type. Even going back to high school, early college, mid college, woman who wanted the bad boy, the motherfucker that was on the streets, that was hanging out on the block, and that's not me. I was born and raised in the projects, but I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, and those personality traits and those social, you know, lifestyle choices that I have. That's often made me a loser. The lame. Ew, do you know how to have fun? You don't party, drink, or smoke. Ugh, you must be boring as shit. Like, if I had five cents 
for every time I've been told by a black woman that I'm boring, I'm lame, I'm a loser, I don't know how to fa- I'm, I don't know how to have fun, I would probably be rich right now. And I'm not just saying that either because people often think that all black men have to engage in the same activities to be quote unquote lit or cool, but you don't. Like some men are just more mature. Now I'm not saying that men who party, drink or smoke that they're that they aren't mature. But I don't think that someone who doesn't do those things should be considered boring because the um the world is a big fucking place. There's so many things we can do to have fun outside of partying, drinking, and smoking. But in our culture, in our community, we attribute having fun or having a, you know, being lit or having a girl's night out to mean certain things. Like you can have a girl's night out and go to the fucking skydiving venue. Like, you know how they have the indoor skydiving. You can have a girl's night out and go to the movies. But people think girl's night out has to mean, oh, I'm going to the bar. I'm shaking my ass. I'm in the club. I'm getting drunk. Because that is what we attribute it towards. And to me, that's the negative part of black culture. How we just attribute a guy's night out or a girl's night out to getting lit, shaking ass, getting drunk, getting high. When oftentimes we can do so much more than that. The world is so big to box ourselves in and do the same shit over and over. But if that's the type of man you want, like he's saying, you got to accept what comes with it. Like if you if you like a man that's that's a thug, that's a gang member, and now you with him, and now you driving to Target with this guy, and now pop, 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 your car gets shot up. What you thought was going to happen? There are certain personality traits, certain lifestyle choices that a person has that can play a part. Into why shit ain't working out for you. But let's dive back in. Hey, niggas ain't shit. No, your taste isn't shit. The things that you like are not shit. Therefore, baby, you ain't shit. And it's time to grow up and change. And I'm not saying you got to end up with some dork ass nigga to get treated right. I'm not saying that at all. But at some point in time, Red flags need to be red flags. Mm. And we need to leave those red flags alone. But unfortunately, that's not what we do. Right? We want someone that isn't shit. And so that's what we get. Those are the only niggas that you attract. Ain't shit. Mm. It's not all niggas. It's just the niggas that you go for. It's the niggas that you allow to shoot their shot. Because it's what you like. It's what you are. So until we take that look in the mirror mm. and begin to fix ourselves, speak on the it. The only thing that we're ever going to attract is ain't shit niggas and women. And if we do manage to attract one that is about some shit, you're gonna lose them. <laughs> you're gonna lose them. Ah, <laughs> oh my god! Everything he said was facts. Now, of course, I can't have you know um, a two part episode entitled "Men Ain't Shit" and don't have a woman on. So. For part two, I'm going to have Queen E on. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. And I'm, I'm probably going to replay at least some parts of these voice messages. And we're going to continue and talk about the age-old phrase, black men ain't shit. Because like I said, when I hear it, I understand that people say things out of frustration. People say things based off of how they were treated in life by black men. But we can't let the, the black men that we or that you guys have met in your life who may have done you wrong just 
have you have this perception that the men you've chose to give your time to means that we all ain't shit. Because as I said, it's toxic, it's dangerous. And um, for part two, I want to have Queen E on so we can speak about that. And I hope that she's honest, that she's open to having a real discussion because hearing that from a young age, you know, to, to until our teenage years in, into adulthood, that really has a negative impact on so many black men. Even those who won't admit it, it does. Because we grow up and believe that we start to believe that shit, that we ain't shit. That we ain't worthy that, you know, black men don't, well, black women don't really want us in a sense. And that can play a part into shaping a man's actions in a negative way. Again, I'm not making excuses. I simply want to have a real conversation, a real discussion, because these kind of topics are often skipped over. And we all, and we often only focus on, you know, those words affected her, but what about words and actions and just life experiences that impact him as well? So for part two, I'm going to have Queen E on. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a real discussion and we're going to get right to it. So to you guys who tuned in to part one, I want to say thank you to you guys. Let's clap it up. I want to clap it up, man. And again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. My IG is lunchroom chatter pod. I want you guys to keep, just keep streaming, keep reposting, keep resharing the podcast. Because when you guys do that, it allows for these conversations to continue happening. And you guys out there with iPhones, you guys can subscribe to lunchroom plus and get bonus episodes, bonus content. So you guys for tuning in to part one, men ain't shit. I want to one more time for you guys, man. Now, part two, it's going to be a quick turnaround. I'm working. I record from home. I got my studio set up. We're going to get right to the shit, man. So you guys stay tuned in to your favorite streaming platform and be on the lookout for Men Ain't Shit Part Two, where I have a sit down with Queen E. Yes, sir. Brand new LCP.